Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fucking awesome podcast for fucking awesome people. I'm your co-host, Michelle Lewis, and along with my wonderful cousin, Nicole Lewis-Keeber, we're going to be talking about mindset, money, and all things awesome. So ladies, if you're ready to have a stronger mindset around yourself and your money, this podcast is for you. Hello and good morning to you. Good morning to you as well. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Nicole? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here today and I'm excited to, to visit with you and um, record our second episode together. I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. This is super fun. And um, I think it's an important and powerful thing that we're able to put together and put out in the world. And I hope that we will continue to do, do good things like this together. I'm sure it was so much fun to record the first episode and um, I'm looking forward to this one because I get to pick your brain. <laughs> I know. So um, we are spending the next two episodes uh, basically sharing a little bit more about who we are, what we're all about. And I get to be on your hot seat today. <laughs> so, yes. so I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here and, and smile and, and be excited for, uh, for what you've got for me. Okay, good. Well, first, I would love to introduce you. May I do that? You may. Okay. All right. So, um, it is my pleasure to formally introduce you all to Michelle Lewis. Uh, she is an award-winning writer, speaker, women's empowerment, and body-positive advocate. She is the creator and founder of The Blessings Butterfly, a holistic health and wellness website that is dedicated to encouraging, inspiring, and empowering people to live a life that they love and love the body they live in. Michelle is the author of The Blessings Butterfly and The Blessings Butterfly Companion Guide both currently available as digital books on Amazon for Kindle. She's addicted to traveling the world, yes she is, and lives in Southern California. And Michelle can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on her blog at www.theblessingsbutterfly.com. And she just so happens to be my cousin. Yay! <laughs> Welcome, Michelle. Well, thank you. I, that's me. You just read all about me. That's pretty cool. (laughs) How cool that you have done such amazing things in your life already and traveled so far and, you know, authored these amazing books and created this cocoon that people get to hang out in and do really cool things. (laughs) It's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm excited to, to be able, excited and honored actually to be able to live this life. Um, Mm -hmm. It's neat to be able to, to look back and say, hey, that was me. I got to do that. And I'm excited to bring people along for the, for the journey with me. Yes. And we're excited to learn more about you. So I, you know, me being me, <laughs> created a list of questions. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I asked, you know, what I want to know also, but what I thought you all might want to know. So, okay. um, so you want to get started? Lay it on me, girl. Lay it down. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's start off with where are you from? Where have you lived or visited? Okay, well, I am a Southern California native, so kind of a unicorn. <laughs> uh, people move out here from all over the place to enjoy our gorgeous, wonderful weather. The um, 
pleasant climate and all of the wonderful culture. Um, it's a very multicultural landscape, which is exciting to me. Um, I had no idea growing up in it, like how freaking cool it was to be born here, you know, and I'm really very lucky for that. So, um, yeah, I, I grew up here in Southern California. I moved around a bit, um, wandered around Southern California in different places, um, lived in a couple of other states for short periods of time, and always found my way back here um, because I really love having the opportunity to um, just live in the midst of so many different uh, diverse cultures blended into one. It's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, as far as places that I've, uh, other places where I've lived, um, I lived in Hawaii for a short time, mm -hmm. um, um, almost two years uh, with my son at that time. Um, we, we were there for a little bit of missionary work um, and people think, oh, rough, you know, hard mission <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> Sucks for you. <laughs> but truly, um, we actually were living in a, a very, very poor area, um, uh, very economically depressed. And it was, it was essentially a base for us to bring groups to China, also to uh, Mexico. So it was kind of a, an interesting place to live, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, definitely had its positives and negatives, um, but I've I've had the honor of traveling so many places around the globe, and I, I've always had this dream of seeing everywhere. <laughs> like I would love to touch touch soil in every single country on this amazing planet. That that would blow my mind. Um, so I've got I've got some work to do <laughs> to get there, but I've been to some great places. Um, I've been to uh, many of the United States, not all of them yet. Um, I've been to Mexico. I've been uh, in Central America, uh, Guatemala and Honduras, um, Hawaii, also mentioned, which I know is part of the United States. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've been to Eastern Europe, uh, Poland, the Czech Republic. Um, I've been in uh, London, England. Um, Nowhere outside of London, just mm -hmm. just there. Um, where else have I been? Um, I was in Switzerland for a minute. I've uh, been to Egypt. I've been to China a couple of times. Um, and the majority of my international travel was spent in Africa. Um, I've made mm, 16, 18, probably 18 different trips to Kenya. Um, uh, doing missions work as well. And, and mo most of my international travels have been uh, missions related. Um, though lately uh, in my, in my uh, golden years here, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of international travel um, as a cruiser. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to have some fun too. Um, and it's, it's been beautiful. Um, I've just been able to do two uh, cruises to the Caribbean with my sweetheart Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fantastic, and uh, very addicted to cruising now, and um, and seeing the world in in just all different kinds of ways. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a really long answer. You've lived a lot of places. You've done a lot of really cool things. You've traveled the globe. You've done a lot, and um, I think it's noteworthy. It needs to be 
needs to be part of the of the answer, you know. So thank you. And, and your cousin Mary is a cruise addict. She would be very happy to know that you are one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see. Um, whenever I'm talking about a cruise, she's pretty much the first one to to jump in. Like, oh my God, tell me more. Yes, she loves to cruise. I'm not quite there yet. I'm still with short ones. <laughs> <laughs> Got a great cruise coming up um, to. Uh, to Norway and the fjords. Oh my God. Crazy. So, so excited. Jelly. So jelly. <laughs> all right. So, so how did living and visiting all these different places and um, how did that inform your worldview? You know, what is it, how does that inform who you are now and kind of why you're here? Great question. Um, well, my very first uh, international experience happened when I was a child. Um, for those of you who may not know this, my mom is, uh, she was from Honduras, Central America. So she wanted and felt it was very important for um, my brother, myself, and my father all to see where she grew up, um, just to get a clearer picture of what life looks like outside of the United States and outside of our, you know, very comfortable little bubble that we were in. Um, and no knocking on the bubble. The bubble is great, but it's really important to look outside of that. So she took us on a, a, a visit to her home in Honduras, and it was eye-opening, to say the least. I had never seen a homeless person before. I had never seen a shack before. I had never seen people begging on the streets before. I had never seen that level of poverty. I had no concept of it. And granted, I was a child, um, but that doesn't mean that children don't see that. Like, it's crazy, huge global problem. Um, and to be exposed to that um, at an early age was very jarring, and it was also incredibly powerful. Um, it lit me up. It made me see um, people in a different way, mm -hmm. a beautiful way. And uh, one of the stories that um, my mom loved to tell and that I so vividly remember mm -hmm. was, and, you know, my mom didn't grow up poor mm -hmm. um her standards you know her family was very well off for where they were living but comparatively it was just i couldn't compare it to where we what we were growing up with right so um i remember we were driving and driving and driving through you know this beautiful like jungly area and i kept seeing you know like boards and boxes and things along the road not too far back into the trees and like why, why aren't people picking up their trash mom like what is that just like well those are houses honey <laughs> stop it what oh my yeah she said no those those are homes those are people's homes and I was just dumbfounded and then at one point we we had we'd stopped in in one area and um, we were taking like a little beach day with some of some of the family that was still there. Um, and I remember uh, we had our little lunches packed and you're walking along the pier and I was so excited. I'm like, oh, this is neat. You know, it's water. La, la, la. It's beautiful. 
you know, there's monkeys. <laughs> uh, but I remember seeing this woman, um, and she she seemed so old to me at the time. She was probably maybe, you know, 20 or 30. <laughs> but she looked ancient to me, and she was she was wearing rags. You could tell that her skin was very weathered. Um, her feet were, were cracked and bare and her legs were so skinny and she was just sitting and she just looked at me with these, these eyes that just seemed to like see through to my soul. Mm -hmm. And, um, she smiled at me. She had maybe three teeth in her whole mouth and, I, I just wept and I, I ran over to her and, you know, I'm like seven or eight <laughs> and I ran over to her. I had no idea who she was. And I sat down next to her, opened up my little brown lunch bag and started sharing my sandwich with her just mm -hmm. spontaneously because here's a hungry person and I've got food. Hey, let me share with you. And my mom turned around and saw me over there and, you know, she came over and, you know, said something in Spanish to the lady um, and uh, the lady and my mom held hands and, you know, they were saying things. I turned out later to learn that they, that she was saying what a blessing and thank you so much. And um, is this your daughter? She's, she's a special child. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> but um, you know, I was like, mom, can I, can she keep my lunch? We have more, right? And I was like, of course. So I let her keep my lunch. And um, she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And like, she kept kissing my hand. And I was like, oh, it was just, I don't even know how to explain it. It just, it set something on fire inside me. Right. You've been running towards people ever since to help. Ever, ever since. Ever mm -hmm. since. Yeah. <sighs> how cool is that? It's pretty cool. So thanks, Mom. Yeah, thanks, Mom. That's a special, that's a special memory. And it's also a special part of you that keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that little girl, what did she want to be when she grew up? Oh my God. She was ridiculous. She wanted to be all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. She wanted to be president of the United States. Um, she wanted to be a sex symbol. She wanted to be Marilyn Monroe or Mae West. Um, she wanted to be a famous actress. She wanted to star on Broadway, even though she couldn't sing or dance. <laughs> I can kind of dance now, but Lord, do not, do not let me sing. <laughs> um, and pretty much she just wanted to do all the things that were uh, pioneering and uh, seemingly impossible for a, a skinny little uh, knobby kneed girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. What got in her way? One of the other things that I really wanted to be when I grew up um, was to be seen and to be heard. Um, mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, it's just my attention, my need for attention, but, <laughs> um, but I don't think that that's a bad thing either. I think that we all need attention on some level, and we all need to be seen, and we all need to be heard. Um, because our voices matter and our opinions matter and our experiences matter. And um, growing up in a Lewis household um, has its own set of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. It's so true. God love them. Mm -hmm. um, but, 
you know, so from, from me growing up, it was my dad, um, very quiet, very smart, um, very just, um, he, he had it buttoned down, you know, um, it, it took a lot to, to get him to express and I would do anything to get him to express. <laughs> I wanted to be seen by him. I wanted to be heard by him. I wanted to be approved by him. And then, you know, with my mom, God bless her too. Love her to pieces. And she, she was a little firecracker. Um, so she did all kinds of crazy stuff to be seen and heard. Um, and, you know, my brother... Uh, growing up as a person with disabilities and, you know, uh, severely learning disabled growing up, you know, he was labeled a, a mental retard. And, you know, that's, that's just such an ugly word now that it, it hurts my stomach and it hurts my heart. Um, mm. But a, a lot of the, a lot of the focus was on him. And so as a kid, I didn't understand that. Like, well, you know, he's called the special one and like, I, I didn't get it. And, at all. And I was like, well, I want to be special too. Like, let me, how am I, how can I be special? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that was something that I really wanted to be when I grew up is, is someone who could be seen and someone who could be heard. And, um, that has helped me. Uh, I don't know if it's helped me or it's informed me or it's directed me or what it's done, but it's, it's put a fire in my belly to look for people who are not being seen and look for people who are not being heard and help them to find uh, a place to, to speak and, and be seen. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's hard to be. Hmm. Well, I grew up in the sixties and seventies for y'all that don't know that. Um, and, you know, it was at the height of the civil rights movement. It was the height of the women's lib movement um, in some of its earlier iterations. And um, I was seeing images on TV of people not getting along because of their gender, because of their skin color. And, you know, as a small child, like that, that didn't scare me. It kind of pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I thought, well, why can't I be the things that I want to be? Why can't I be president? Why, why would you laugh at me when I say I want to be president of the United States? Because I'm going to grow up to be a strong woman, you know? Um, but, like, it was just unheard of. Mm -hmm. It was laughable. Um, and then, you know, when I first said I want to be a sex symbol, I had no idea what that even meant. <laughs> Not a damn clue. I just knew that I loved Marilyn Monroe. I thought she's so beautiful and she's so funny and everybody just seems to adore her. I'm like, I want everyone to adore me. That sounds pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I looked nothing like her, you know? I sure didn't. I was so scrawny. Oh, mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that she was considered a sex symbol. And so like when I had told, um, I think I announced that actually at one of our, our family dinners when all the, the relatives are sitting around, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you know, I'm proudly, I want to be a sex symbol. And it's like <laughs> the jaws drop. And then it's like the nervous <laughs> laughter kicks in like, oh, okay, maybe it's time for you to, to head on off to bed, little girl. <laughs> 
And they're like, do you even know what that means? And I'm like, no, but that's what I want. So, you know, just certain things like body image and um, gender inequality from an early age were things that kind of got in my way. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I had no idea that that would be the the path that I was going to navigate all the way, Mm -hmm. all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still not president. I don't want I don't want to be the president of the United States. Me either. I sure don't. I sure don't. I don't live in a bubble anymore. And um, we've had enough life experience to have challenges along the way because life is not linear, right? It's no, not it's down. not. It's a boat ride. It's not a train ride. <laughs> now, so how how do those challenges of that little girl who wanted to be something different? Um, how does that impact what you do now? Like with the blessings butterfly, with the cocoon, you know, what are those personal, like I'm going to make a difference because this moments for you really inform what you do now. So the blessings butterfly, I love this project. I do. Um, and I've, I've been a writer my whole life and, um, I've always enjoyed the process. I've always enjoyed storytelling. I've always enjoyed that medium for communication. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so fun. Like I love to read and to, to be able to communicate at that level was always exciting to me and enticing to me. Um, so when it came about to actually publishing anything, it scared the hell out of me. And I was like, I can't do that. What in the world am I thinking? Who's going to want to read that? Um, and you know, for years really just kind of kept that, uh, as just a little side project. And like, I would ghostwrite for people and do editing and do all sorts of copywriting and things like that. Um, and putting my own flavor and spin on, um, other people's work and other people's projects, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's all well and good. Um, but I, um, I, that little thing was always just kind of digging away inside, just fluttering away, like, hey, I've got something to say. You know, the little girl that wanted to be seen and wanted to be heard um, was finally like, all right, this is it. Like, you're just going to do this, and you're going to put it out there, and it doesn't matter if nobody else reads it. You did it, and that was uh, the real catalyst for uh, being able to write the first book. And it's something simple, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a novel. It's not war and peace for crying <laughs> out loud. It's, it's the blessings butterfly. I mean, it's, it's light and it's accessible and it's, it's a book of affirmations, um, you know, and they were actually, they were the ones that I wrote and said for myself as part mm-hmm. of my own healing and part of my own transformation. So I thought, well, this has been really helpful for me. Maybe someone else will have some benefit as well. And isn't that the whole point of why we're here is to do the work for ourselves and be a light for others. So it totally is. What do you see for the future? With the blessings butterfly. Um yeah, I so I did the book and then I did a little follow up book. Yep. And I was like, well, man, let's see where this leads. So with the blessings butterfly, I I was I just let myself be very open um, to the curiosity and the possibility of it all and um, started exploring different aspects and different layers of you know, my own healing and my own story. And part of that is um, you know, body positivity and 
watching yes. my body change and into, you know, age and become different shapes than I'm used to and um, figuring out, well, wait a minute. It's just, this is just the package that I'm in. I'm still the same person. What is all this nonsense that like, I'm not good enough because I'm not size two anymore. That's bullshit. It's total bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit, y'all. And um, so I wanted to also explore that through the Blessings Butterfly, and um, which actually led to the creation of the Cocoon, that whole program, and um, you know, putting myself out there in such a way that's like, well, I'm going to get on a video, and I'm going to show you my jiggly ass, and, <laughs> and I'm going to do this because what's the worst that can happen? Someone won't like it. Someone might criticize me. Okay. That's fine. Right. You know, like I really want to learn how to love the body that I live in because it's the one I've got. It's this one, you know, and if I can do that, then I want to help other women to be able to do that as well. Yeah. You know, it's such a natural progression too to go from affirmation to moving in a positive way, you know, so you're right. It's, you know, and I've watched you through this whole thing and it's just really cool to see, you know, how you've um, emerged and how the cocoon grew and what it all means. And you're right. If you can get up there, like you said, with your jiggly ass and your cat, you know, <laughs> cats happen. <laughs> cats happen, people. Cats happen in your yoga video. Um, yeah, it's, it's just inspirational for other people to not feel like if something has to be done a certain way perfectly and have already the perfect body to move it. That's stupid, but we do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I love that you, that, in your uh, blog, you know, the blessings butterfly, you know, you have been so brave and you shared, um, you shared in a very real and raw way, you know, through your writing, not just to show people, you know, you know, where you've been and what, and what, you know, challenges along the way created the desire to want to write and empower women. You know, these 18 trips to Kenya <laughs> were about women, right? <laughs> Largely. Yeah. yeah. Largely. Um, and so you've been really open about that on your blog. So, you know, if, if people wanted to know you a little bit deeper, you know, it's there. And I thank you for sharing your journey so openly because I, I know it's helped me and it's helped your readers. So, you know, thank you for being so, so honest. Oh, you're welcome. And, and thank you for saying so. Um, sometimes it feels like when you're writing and telling your story, and you know this as a fellow creative, um, you're just putting it out there. You know, you're just saying it because it needs to be said. And sometimes you're not sure if, if anyone else is, is paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, but someone always is. Someone always is. Whoever needs to hear it is going to hear it. Whoever needs to see it is going to see it. Um, and that's why it's so important for us to, to show up you know, and to be courageous and brave and sharing our story, the good, the bad, the ugly, being very authentic in, in who we are and where we are in our journey. Um, even when it's scary and even when it would be so much safer to stay quiet. Um, but that's, that's, that's not what we're about, is it? No. You know, it really isn't. We're, we're so much more um, drawn to being real. Mm -hmm. 
Healing gets ugly. <laughs> oh my God. It's so messy. It is messy. But I believe that when we can express it and share it um, and emote it, that it, it moves along faster. And not only that, but we get to be a part of someone else's healing too. So that connection is very deep. And so when we're willing to be, you know, real and raw, not only are we helping someone else, but we're, we're creating some a space for ourselves too. We're letting that energy go. You know, it's like, this is not of me anymore. It was me. Um, and now it's out there and uh, it can do some good. Oh yeah. 100%. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's the whole bubbles, bubbles in a bottle thing. Like they're dying to be released up and, and out. <laughs> up and out, you know, sparkle that shit out. <laughs> sparkle that shit out. Well, let's lighten it up a little bit. All right. Let's do that. Here's one of those silly you know, questions. What's your favorite music? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just, I'm kind of eclectic. Let's just say like, I love everything from classical music to, to jazz, to punk, to old freaking rock and roll and like bluegrass. Like I just, I love, I love folk probably. I mean, that's probably what speaks most to my heart. Um, all those things appeal to different layers of me and different um, different facets of me, but probably folk music mm-hmm. um, probably speaks the deepest to my soul. Like you know, you and I share a favorite, uh, Brandy Carlisle. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, girl, we love you. Ooh, and you're you're a guest we want to have on the show. <laughs> you're so a guest we want to have on this show. Um, someone, I mean, what a touchstone to be able to. Oh God, she just, she really puts it all out there. 100% of her is it's, it's in her lyrics and, and in her delivery. And, um, I, I love her. That'd love be a, her. that'd be a favorite for me. for sure. Yeah. She's a healer. She I'm is. Sure. Yeah. So clothes horse or not? Not really. Um, I probably have little clothes binges. <laughs> uh, I used to be way worse, but I also had a larger closet. So <laughs> right now my, my closet is teeny tiny and that's fine. Cause, um, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the whole concept of having like a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> um, I like if my daily uniform could just be leggings and a tunic, girl I'm happy <laughs> yeah you're close <laughs> yes I, it is and I, I have I'll, I'll confess <laughs> I have had a bit of a leggings binge lately and <laughs> um, they're so comfy and I don't care what people say that leggings aren't pants they are pants <laughs> they, you heard it here <laughs> you heard it here first they are pants <laughs> <laughs> Sparkle Hour girls say that leggings are pants. So back off. <laughs> yeah, you have our full permission. <laughs> exactly. As long as your well, ass I, is covered, right? As long as your ass is covered. Got that long tunic, you're good. Yep. <laughs> Don't got the long tunic, we could have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when we traveled to New Orleans together, I was so impressed by your one bag travel. <laughs> I had a suitcase <laughs> and a personal item and all this stuff. And you walk in with your Victoria's Secrets tote and you were done. I'm like, oh my God. Got my, my hot pink bag and I'm good to go. <laughs> I was so impressed. <laughs> Thank you. I have, uh, I have clothes and packing envy. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. oh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm so much more drawn to just what is comfortable and what feels good on my body. Yeah. And yeah. if it doesn't feel good on my body, then why the hell am I wearing it? Why wear it? Yes, absolutely. So you are one of the most positive and joyful people I know, without a doubt. <laughs> um, you know, just you are the sweetest person who asked the Uber driver, are they having a good day? You know, oh. that is you. And it's wonderful. So, <laughs> how do you live that in your life? Where did you get that from? You know, we have similar um, backgrounds and our dads are, are brothers. <laughs> Where did it come yes, from? Yes, they are. <laughs> um, well, part of it, I think, you know, maybe some of it's just genetic and maybe it's, um, maybe there's a little bit of that sparkle in the DNA because um, you have it too. Um, but I think primarily it's choice um, mm-hmm. because I, I can't pretend that like my life has always been perfect and sparkly the whole time. It hasn't been. Um, there's been some real hard shit for sure. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I don't walk around with a smile on my face 24 seven. Sometimes I get pissed, and, <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes I, sometimes I cry and sometimes my heart is just broken. Um, but finding joy in all the different situations and finding um, something in people, even the really challenging ones um, to celebrate and appreciate is what keeps the joy going for me. Um, And it's okay to feel all the different feelings, right? Like we can't be stuck in any one of them um, at the expense of the others. Um, But joy is the most fun for me. Like I just love it. Like I want to feel sunny. I want to attract more and more of that to me. Um, I want to sprinkle more of that (laughs) along my path as I go. Like I... I want to put love and joy out there around me because it feels really dark and scary sometimes. And that that's, that's my light. That's, that's what I have to shine. So yeah. Well, you really good job at it. And oh. you're, you're teaching me. So I'm sure you'll teach others too, because I think that's one of the most important things that we can do and be is to be joyful, happy in the moment, gracious and curious about other people, even if it is your Uber driver. You know? <laughs> Yeah, especially my Uber driver. Like, I don't know where the hell I am. You're you're helping me get there. I'm so thankful for you. (laughs) Yeah, one or two. A little scary in in New Orleans. Um, What a wild ride. So yeah, it's a good time. So, what do you want to be known for? What are your What are your triumphs? And what do you want to be known for? Hmm. I think triumphs. Hmm. I think one of my triumphs is just always getting back up. I think that's the definition of triumph, really, yeah. you know, and I have gotten up again and again and again, and I'm going to keep getting back up until there's nothing left of me to get back up. So mm-hmm. I would say beyond any accomplishment, that's probably the biggest one. Um, you know, I, I won an award for my writing when I was in college yay it was fun I got to stand in front of people and accept this award and get money and that was cool um I've started you know wonderful projects around the world that make me really happy and um have benefited others and that's a triumph and that's fantastic um 
but really truly the biggest triumph is getting back up you know Holla. Holla. <laughs> like I've been, I've been knocked on my ass so many times literally and figuratively it, it's stupid and yet <laughs> you know and yet here I am I'm I'm up I'm smiling I'm greeting the day I'm I'm ready for more I want to just keep learning and learning and learning that's mm-hmm. a triumph in my book that is and what do you want to be known for do you want to be known for getting your ass back up again <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I want to be known for um for just not giving up um but also see I'm, I'm a little nervous about putting that one out there because <laughs> that invites getting your ass kicked <laughs> right um, but I also that lesson right <laughs> I have learned that one yeah um but I also want to play big you know, mm-hmm. so I, I would love to be known for um, being a blessing to others and showing others the opportunity to be blessings as well. Like, like if I'm going to be the rock in the pond, I want it to be a big, juicy blessings <laughs> rock. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. Um, maybe not taking myself too seriously, being lighthearted, um, allowing others to be light and loving. Um, yeah, those are those are good things to be known for. They certainly are. You always you already are, so it can only get bigger and better and grow more. <laughs> I just need to do a cannonball then into the pond. <laughs> you know, just plug my nose and jump in and whoosh, get that shit out there. <laughs> exactly. Make that rock bigger. Jump in. Cannonball that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, please. Yes. The bigger space we take up, the more ripple there will be. So jump in. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. So yeah, what do I want to be known for? Um, It's kind of a big and loaded question. Um, And I think that the answer might change a little bit from time to time, if I'm honest. Um, Most certainly, I want to be... I want to be known as someone who is positive. I want to be known as someone who sees you when you, you think no one else can see or cares to see you. I want to be the person that, um, or known as a person who, who cares for you, like truly deeply cares for you and, and sees that hurt and feels that hurt alongside you and can help, you know, at, at the very least be an ear and be a shoulder you know, for someone who needs it. Um, I would love to be someone who could inspire others to, to get out of their own way, you know, and um, really believe in themselves mm-hmm. because that, that's life-changing. Like, you don't have to look to an outside source. Like, y- you can find it in you. You have it. You already have it. Um, but we don't often see that. And and we have so many roadblocks to, to being able to see our own greatness. Um, and, and not in a a stuck up weird way, but, or, or a narcissistic way at all, but like, truly we are great creatures, like amazing. Mm -hmm. The -hmm. stuff that's inside us, like the stuff that we can do, the things that we can accomplish. It's, (sighs) I don't even have words for it. I just like, like if, if there was a word for, that's what I feel right now. You know, I want you to feel your, (laughs) your whoosh, feel your whoosh. Limitless. Maybe that's the sparkle that we're trying to talk about. So 
Thank you for letting me ask you all these questions because some of them were things that I kind of wanted to know more of and I thought maybe our listeners would like to hear more about you. Um, but, you know, the final question of just what you wanted to be known for to be a blessing, you know, you are. And I can't wait to see how, um, how that plays out here and in your writing and, and your work with women. So I can't think of any other, any better way to end our, our, our show today. It's just to say, you know, be a blessing. Thank you so much. This was fun. It was. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. To learn more about any of the topics we've discussed today, please visit our website at thesparklehour.com. This is Nicole Lewis-Kieber. We'll see you all in the next show. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out.